Welcome to the Unicorn Club Audio Journal Podcast. Today is March 19th, 2020. If you have Twitter, you can follow the Unicorn Club for Introverts over on Twitter and you will know that you have found the right profile when you see a unicorn created out of burlap. So, I don't think this podcast is going to be long. I'm going to get to the point and be as transparent as I normally am. So lately, let me back up. This podcast is for those who are woke. Those spiritually conscious, annoying people. Yes, you are annoying. So I've been coming across people who are what they call woke. These are the black people that say white people are the devil, white people need to give me my 40 acres and a meal, there's white supremacists in in the judicial system, the Ku Klux Klan still exists, they commit genocide, and blah, blah, blah. So I've been meeting these people lately, and at first I said to myself, oh, this person is self-taught, and they like history. Cool. And and then I said, wait a minute, you're one of those woke people, and I find woke people to be fucking annoying. I remember in my late 20s and early 30s, I went through my spiritual awakening phase where I became more conscious to what was really going on in the world. My eyes was really open to racism. My eyes was really open to not having the same civil rights as other people. My eyes became really open to how mortals really are. I think that there are some people who just hadn't had the opportunity to commit heinous acts while others have not. It doesn't matter the nationality, the gender, the religion. It doesn't matter. If a person has it in their heart to commit a heinous crime or act, and they have the opportunity to do so, they do. Some people don't act out on it. Like, for instance, there's some people I would like to line up and slap the shit out of all of them at the same time. Now, I wouldn't actually do that. But it does cross my mind. But a slap... (laughs) is far from, you know, committing a murder. There are some people I would like to shoot in the genitalia, but that isn't murder. So I think that most people, (laughs) you know, have thoughts of doing things, but they don't act out on it. And some people are more cruel than others. And there's some people that they're born without a conscience. And, you know, they do things. 
I remember watching this YouTube video with this guy, uh, and he was talking about being a master manipulator. And he told the truth about how he just sat back and he watched people and he analyzed and he studied people and he figured out how to do it. And the majority of the people had no clue that he was doing what he was doing. And he was very content and happy with getting whatever it is that he had wanted from that particular person in that moment. And the only reason why he stopped being a master manipulator was because it was backfiring on him and people began to stay away from him. If it didn't backfire on him, he would still be emotionally manipulative. So anyhow, I remember going through my phase of my eyes being open to what was really going on in the world and I remember studying and analyzing and watching and testing the hypotheses and I would be right. And when I knew that I was right, I would call people out. And people knew that I was telling the truth and that I was right and they wouldn't have a rebuttal. I was happy to to marvel in my own pride. I took great pride in being right. I took great pride in being knowledgeable. I took great pride in being intelligent. I took great pride in doing what I was doing, especially when it came time for me to emasculate someone, male or female, black or white. It did not matter. I was really, really good at emasculation. And it would make people feel like shit and it would show people that I was smarter than they were. But you know what happened? I'm going to tell you what happened. People's heart began to be cut off from me. I would hurt them to their core. And I would forget all about it. I, I wasn't even aware that they would be so hurt. And I would just kind of move on with my life. While they were five years, seven years later, remembering the pain that I have caused them. And then when I looked at it, I was like, oh my God, I rubbed a lot of people the wrong way with my wokeness, with my rightness, with my pride, and with my intelligence. And people's heart was cut off from me, <clears throat> excuse me, if I ne ever needed anything. And I was in a position to, or or I'm not even going to say in a position. If I ever needed anything and someone else was in a position to provide me with what it was that I was asking for, they wouldn't give it to me. Some people would give me excuses. Some people would say, I ain't got it. Some people would say things to me that made logical sense. But really, in their heart, they didn't want to give it to me. And it was all because I rubbed them the wrong way with my wokeness. And then I thought, well, what am I going to do with all of this knowledge that I have? All of this knowledge and wisdom and rightness and wokeness. What am I going to do with it? So I thought, well, I could probably 
began to pave the way for myself of being an activist or maybe a philanthropist or something along those lines. And I thought to do something in the black community. And then I thought, well, this is going to cost me money. So I thought to take a day's pay and use it to make a difference in somebody's life, just one family life, one family at a time. And so I began to think about it and try to gather some people together to go and, and, you know, make a difference in somebody else's life a little bit goes a long way. That was my thought. And I quickly saw how black people do not stick together. I quickly saw that money does not continue to circulate in the black community. I watched the Jewish community. They own businesses and they pass down businesses to their children and grandchildren. I watch the Koreans come into this country and they set up their shops in the poor neighborhood. You have the Chinese store and the nail salon and the hair store and they pull their money together and everyone, um, you know, gets their own business. A lot of them, they buy a you know, a three-family house or two-family house, and they all pile up in this one house. I watched the Mexicans um, have cab stations, taxi cab stations, and they would all pull their money together. And But when a black person would set up a restaurant in the same neighborhood that the Koreans would set up there, their um you know, Chinese store food chain in, black people would not go and support the soul food restaurant. And in less than six months, the soul food restaurant would be out of business. So I thought to myself, well, I'm really pissing against the wind. If I try to give something to the community, to every 100 people that were against me for being an annoying woke person, there was one person that was all for the agenda that I was trying to get out into the community. And so I couldn't figure out how I was going to make money from off of what I knew from the knowledge that I had acquired, especially since seeing that Money does not circulate in a black community. So I didn't have money. I didn't earn six figures. I didn't become a millionaire. I didn't get married. I was creating enemies. I didn't move into a better neighborhood. None of those things happened. I just created enemies along the way. And so... It just made logical sense for me to just shut the fuck up. And so that's what I did. I decided that if I met a person whose whole soul spoke to me, you know how, let's say, you're an IT developer. And you begin to teach in a classroom so that you can get a check. <laughs> Other people about 
IT development. But there's that one student who has such a passion for IT development. You can feel their energy, their vibe. You can just feel their passion just oozing from out of them. You as a teacher would take to that one person who's passionate about IT development. So I decided whenever I came across somebody in my lifetime that was passionate about something that I had developed a niche in, that I would pay it forward and give them the information that I know and for free. I wouldn't charge them for it. And so that's what I did. And I assure you, there's one person that I would meet every three to five years. They are so far and in between. It's not too many people with a passion for something. These are people that eat, sleep, and breathe a certain niche. It's not too many like that. So anyhow, I've crossed these two gentlemen who were woke. And like I said, at first I thought, oh, they're self-taught. They like history. You know, they're smart. That's good. It's good to see this in black men. It's good. And they're younger than I am. This is really good. And so the first conversation um, is about their wokeness. I didn't pay it any attention. Then we go out and have a bite to eat, and as we're having dinner, the conversation is not about us getting to know each other, uh, any plans or goals that we have for ourselves, what it is that we want, you know, family, travel, you know, little things just to get to know each other. These conversations was about history and wokeness and spirituality and black people and Oh, God, I was like, I can't do it. I can't. I just cannot do it. I can't. And I found myself very annoyed. Very, very annoyed. I think that when you go out on a date with someone, if that's your topic of choice, cool. Don't spend an hour, two hours, three hours talking about the same fucking topic. It becomes annoying. And then there's some people that don't understand that there's a difference between being woke and being racist. Woke is one thing. Spiritually conscious is one thing. Racism is something completely different. Racism is something that I do not like. First of all, I interracially date. Secondly, I'm West Indian. Okay. And thirdly, I have um, nieces and nephews who are biracial. And fourthly, I'm a human. When I look at people, I see people. I don't really see a person's race. I see a person's race because other people make it known to me. But when I look at people, I just see a mortal. That's as far as it goes to me. A person's personality or character traits, doesn't matter what part of the world they were born in, doesn't matter what their religion are it, or what their religion is, it does not matter um, 
if they're spiritually conscious or not. A person can be moody. A person can be um, um, patient. A person can be loving. A person can be meaner than a junkyard dog. A person can be angry. A person can have mental health issues. It's, it's, it all depends on the person's personality or character trait. It has nothing to do with their race. And then there's some people I like to talk about the whole, you know, Mussolini thing and Adolf Hitler and all these things. And I like to ask these woke people, what about the genocide that happened in Rwanda? It was a black government that went against black people. No. Usually woke people don't have anything to say about that. <laughs> so, but that just proves my point. It doesn't have anything to do with the person's race. If someone is just wicked, they're just wicked. If someone is kind-hearted, then they're just kind-hearted. Their race and their religion, their gender, their age has absolutely nothing to do with it. And another thing that I notice is that whether a person is racist or not, they don't see, you know, race when it comes to money. Whoever's going to give them the money, they're going to take it. Preferably from poor people. If I'm going to keep it all the way real with you. The wealthy people take from the poor. And they keep their money in their pocket. And the poor people are just trying to survive. And it's just like a crab in a barrel effect where one person is just pulling the other person down while the other person is just simply trying to keep their head above water. Some people have enough strength and common sense to say, hey, I can go out and, and franchise a company. I can go out and start my own business. I can buy a house. I can buy a car. I could pick a college and go to it. I could pick a neighborhood and live there. I can pick an airplane, get on it, and travel the world. There are no hindrances. We're all given the same opportunity, and that opportunity is freedom. We all have freedom, at least in the United States of America, we have freedom. So there's no hindrances in the United States. That's why people from other countries come to the United States. They come for the American dream, <laughs> but they come for freedom and, and safety. <laughs> they come here thinking the American dream is things are going to be handed to them until they realize, first of all, that anger is not going to get them anywhere, and secondly, that they actually have to work for it. But they have the freedom to do so long as their papers is right and they become a citizen of the United States, they have the same opportunities as anybody else. Black people have to get to a place to where they realize that no one's going to hand you anything. You have to go and work for it. You have to go and acquire it. Only you can do it. And if you go to somebody and they don't want to help you, that's fine. Don't get mad. Don't get all up in your feelings. Control your emotions. Go around their candy ass and go to somebody else who will give you what you're asking for, who will help you with that thing that you want to be helped with. I find, at least for myself, a lot of the things that I know about finances, it actually came from Jewish people.
It didn't come from black people. Not saying that black people don't know. Black people do know. Black people have begun to to study a lot of things, a lot of businesses, a lot of business models. They began to study the flow of money and economics and history and so forth and so on. Black people know. But the information that's supposed to be a secret, it, it is now out. But I'm just saying for me, personally, the information that I got about money came from Jewish people. Jewish men and white women. White men told me about investments like um, dividends that will yield you a check every so often. And they taught me about 401k, 403b, the S&P 500 index fund. They taught me about investment. But generational wealth, that came from Jewish people. When it came to um, employment and the rights of an employee, how to get a particular position, I learned that from white women. These are women that were mothers and single mothers, and they go through things as a woman, and, and they looked at me like, yeah, you're darker than me, but you're still a woman. You're still a mother. You're still a single parent, you know. We're both women, and they tell me things. So there's no excuse. The only thing I'm going to say to you at this point, for all of you who are woke and you're listening to this audio journal podcast, I'm going to say to you, don't annoy people with your wokeness because people will cut their hearts off from you and you will never even know. You will annoy them. They'll stay away from you. They'll block you. They'll stay away from you. You never know later on down the line where you may be applying for a job and then that person is the one that's hiring and they'll remember how annoying you were with your wokeness and they won't hire you. They could be the realtor trying to help you where you want to get a house and they won't put you in the house that you're asking to be in. They'll put you someplace else on purpose. So you want to you just don't want to rub people the wrong way with your wokeness. If somebody asks you a question, then answer the question. If they don't ask you, be quiet. What you post on your social media platforms is what you post on your platforms. It's your platform. You do whatever it is that you want to do in the space that you are renting with your Wi-Fi. The other thing that I want to tell you is if you really want to make a difference in somebody's life, instead of being annoyed by those who you think or believe is not woke, go out into the world and make a difference in the black community. It might work out for you. You might have a different result from what I got. Go and do something with the knowledge and the information that it is that you have. Just make use of it. Make your mark in the world with your wokeness before you leave this world. Then it will be worth what you're doing when you're doing whatever it is that you do what you do when you do what you do. 
the other thing that I want to tell you is if it's not making you any money, it's not making a difference in nobody's life, then what are you really doing it for? Pass it down to your children and your grandchildren. Those who want to listen to you, they'll listen to you. If they don't want to listen to you, don't force them. And don't think that somebody is ignorant just because they don't know whatever it is that you know. You have no control over somebody else's spiritual awakening. It is out of your hands. You can't force it on anyone. When a person is ready, when their soul is ready, then the teacher will appear. It has nothing to do with you. You can plant a seed if they ask you a question, but you're not the one that can make it grow. You can't make no seed grow. You don't have that type of control. I remember I was talking to someone and I said to him, you know, you're very attractive and you got the gift of gab. Maybe you should be a salesman. Like you would be like if you were to sell cars or something like that, you'd be like really good at it. And you could really help put black people, you know, more black people in, in cars if you just sell things, you know, sell a car or something like that. Find something to sell. And he said, no, no, I can't do it. No, I can't do it. I said, OK. I planted a seed, and I kept it pushing. Two years later, do you know that the man, he came to me, and he said, you know, I never forgot what it was that you said to me, and now I'm a salesman, and I make good money in sales. <laughs> so you see, you can plant the seed, but you can't make it grow. You have nothing to do with it, and then you can do it in a way where you're not annoying the shit out of people. And another little piece of advice I want to give you is why don't you date people who are just as woke as you are? Instead of trying to convert somebody else or trying to force things, force them to see things your way, why don't you just find a woke person just like you? That way y'all could talk about being woke for hours on end and, and y'all have something in common. You got your same or similar diets. You watch similar things. Talk about the same thing. Do the same thing. Y'all will have a lot in common. Do that. So, needless to say, these two woke gentlemen that I met, one of them I blocked on social media. The other one, I'm just waiting for him to stick his own foot up his own ass. And I know it's coming. And so um, I'm not interested in dating anyone woke. I find woke people to be annoying. I know because I used to be that annoying woke person. So anyhow, I just wanted to come on and give this audio journal podcast about this wokeness. And um, I do hope that if you are woke, that you would take heed to what I am saying. Because if you don't, you will find yourself by yourself. And everybody needs somebody to talk to. Shalom.